Hello and welcome to the Higher Mind Podcast. My name is Celeste and I'll be your host and I created this podcast to help enhance the human experience through understanding the human mind. Your mind controls everything that you do. So doesn't it make sense to enhance that little bad boy? Well, that's what this space is designed to do. So sit back, relax and welcome to your higher mind. Hello and welcome back to the High Mind Podcast, beautiful High Mind fam. I'm so happy to have you guys back here today for another episode. Today I am having another guest on and this guy is phenomenal, very special man. Um, He's actually my relative (laughs) and he's kind of one of the main reasons why I started High Mind. Um, Just because I've personally seen the massive and tremendous shifts and changes that has happened in his life through using the techniques that I actually teach in my um, courses and things like that. And yeah, he's just been phenomenal. And in this episode, we kind of dive into all of that, how he's made those changes, how, you know, meditation and these tools really helped him to attract his dream partner and to attract his dream life. And just going through, you know, what success is to him and how kind of it really shifted when he got, you know, down to being with himself and really looking deeper and really realizing that, you know, he was seeking success in kind of the wrong way, which I think a lot of us do. We kind of get caught up on trying to find, you know, the partner through doing what you think that they want. Whereas really the way to get there is to go within and to really ask yourself those hard questions. And that's kind of what we dive into today. So Jerry, my brother has started massive companies, investor, all that kind of beautiful stuff. But for him, what he really wanted was that true connection. That was his deepest desire. And so I'm just super, super happy that he's found that. And he is sharing today in this episode how he did that and how you guys can also do the same. And especially if you are in the same boat, you're lonely, you're looking for a partner, you don't know how to get there, please reach out to us and we can help you get there because yeah, I definitely have been there. We all have. And I know the feelings. So very, very happy to help. So without further ado, let's dive in, get some juicy, juicy information from Gerard Forey. Let's dive in. All right. Hello, Jerry. Gerard Forey. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? You, man. Cold in Melbourne. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's um it's a bit weird. We actually me and Danny just went for a walk before and it's like the apocalypse, like it's just everyone's wearing masks and look terrified and it's uh it's a pretty weird time and place to be, but it's, but I'm pretty good. Yeah, you guys are <laughs> always good, always happy, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're all good. Oh, awesome. But yeah, it is cold. It's like I think it's like ten, ten or eleven degrees, so it's not it's not like Brisbane. It's um, it's actual winter. <laughs> Righto, but it's pretty cold. It's, it's like raining here, so it's pretty cold. But yeah, no, they're cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not cold. Trust me, this is cold. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll get started. Um, so can you just let everyone know kind of what you do right now, what kind of business you're in, um, just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm. Um, kind of have my fingers in a few different parts at the moment. So I'm majority of my time is working in the compounding business. So a family compounding business through the day. So that's probably where I spend most of my time uh, trying to build that up. So we opened that lab here in Melbourne about 
just over a year ago now, so we've just gone through the first year, which is uh, which has been exciting. It's been, it's been a fun journey, um, and uh, kind of interesting now with the whole COVID thing going on. Trying to build build a business through that has been pretty interesting. So trying to navigate that is um, is where I guess most of my daily attention goes to. Uh, on top of that, I also do I work a bit in currency training or, or I do a few equity training as well. So at night I go through some I go through charts and basically look at some arbitrage opportunities. So I trade a bit of um, financial assets through the evenings and also do a bit of property development as well. So um, with a few few guys I do that. So we actually just we're just about to go unconditional on a property in Brisbane, which is really exciting and uh, we're going to build a, a new uh, four bedroom house there and then try and flip that uh, in the next 12 months. So do a bit of property and, and me and Danny actually looking to buy a house as well and, and look at a few uh, things to do there. So yeah, do, do a bit of a few different things. Um, I guess that's what I do. Um, I don't know what you want me to add on top of that. Um, <laughs> no, that's perfect. It, it, that's it's kind of trying to explain what I do. It's like, a, I don't know, it's just work. I train a lot, so do, during this whole COVID thing, I'm, I'm exercising quite a bit, so because we can't really go to the gym. I found, um, if anyone that lives in Melbourne knows the tan track, there's this one hill that goes for like 400 metres, so doing a lot of hill sprints as well uh, <laughs> to try and keep fit through the, the Rona times, yeah. which, uh, which is a fun time. Yeah, man. But, uh, but yeah, in a nutshell, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, I'm going to jump in because you just, you, um, yeah, I wanted you to just tell everyone what you do. But um, speaking about the fitness, I've noticed the biggest difference in you. And this is kind of what intrigued me as well to want to ask you about all of this was when um, I saw the biggest change in your physical appearance, as well as just your energy, you know, because you've always been into the gym, you've always been kind of fit. But it wasn't until I saw that change in you um, where you know, you drop that, that weight. And um, I was wondering if you could just share that with everyone, kind of like what you went through, where you, what was the difference between, you know, going to the gym and what you kind of changed to have that, you know, transformation when, when you lost all that weight? Um, I think it was, it was just a shift in awareness, really, because for me, uh, food was always a, um, I guess, an emotional coping mechanism back in the day so whenever i get really stressed or go through challenging times i'll just eat a lot uh so i gain a fair bit of weight there and once i became aware of that and i guess being being self-aware of my emotional state i started to notice how when challenging things came up in life i would just start eating and even though i was still exercising really hard you know weight gain and weight loss happens in the kitchen not in the gym so that's when i i would you know fluctuate my weight would fluctuate you know, by 20, 25 kilos from peak to trough. And it was, it was all because of my emotions that I wasn't really in check with uh, that, you know, caused that roller coaster. So I just became aware of it and, and noticed that because as my emotional state was uh, so volatile, I would just eat to, to try and cope. And so became aware of that and just started making better food choices, started being a lot healthier, counting calories. Um, Cause I'm very, I'm very, numbers focus and even now that i got a fitbit on exactly how many calories i'm burning a day and i uh it's funny me and danny got this she's got a thermomix cookbook that tells you like all the macros of each meal so like you know break break it all down numbers uh, so just became more aware of you know what i'm actually putting into my body 
uh, focusing on better quality foods. Uh, I, I find that eating high quality foods gives me a better energy as well, even though it's the same amount of calories. I just find if you're eating more, uh, you know, natural foods versus processed foods, I, I get a lot of energy from that. So becoming aware of my emotional state, taking control of that, uh, being more centered throughout my day and not let that volatility take over. And uh, I guess look at all the problems in my life from a third person perspective gave me more control. And then that allowed me to control my food intake as well. And if that, that makes sense there. Yeah, definitely. Is that ability that you about like that awareness ability, did you develop that through practicing meditation or was that something you developed before you started doing meditation? Um, well, I think the management of it came through the meditation because I was always aware, like I always, I would be aware of my state, whether it be negative or positive. I know that I'd be in a good place or I know I'd be in a bad place, but I guess I didn't really have a coping mechanism or I could really, I could change my state in the moment, but it, when I would go unconscious, I'd go back to that, that negative state without, um, I guess changing it for, you know, for the day or for the week or for the month. And so I found with meditation, it just, it was just that tool where I could become aware of it, but then use meditation to then change that state for, for the day or for, you know, the, the, the couple of hours or whichever situation I was in. So I, I was aware before I really got into meditation, but it was after meditation that I guess I got more control over managing my own state. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And when you were doing the meditations, were you always kind of consistent or like before you started doing meditation, like what exactly was it for you that shifted and was like, Hey, I actually need to do this. You know, like I need to make this a priority. And yeah. What shifted it for you? Well, I've had a, I've had a pretty interesting journey with, with meditation. It, the first time I really got introduced to it. So, you know, back when I used to deal with, um, cause I have to, you know, had quite a few challenges with, uh, you know, mental illness, dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression, um, you know, as I was growing up, as you know, and did the whole, went through the whole process of, you know, doing the medications and uh, going seeing doctors and seeing psychologists. Then one psychologist actually suggested, you know, why don't you try meditation to help manage your state? And she, she meant, I think it was Headspace was the first thing she, she told me to try. And I tried it out and it's, it was very like the first few times I was, cause I was a very driven person on the go. Like I, you know, every minute of my day was accounted for, had a lot of energy. So the fact of just sitting still for, you know, five or even 10 minutes was, uh, was a challenge. And I think on the thing on the app, you could change it to like three minutes. So I started with three minutes and even that was, it was a challenge for me at the start. So, cause I was just, my brain was just so overactive. Yeah. It was crazy. So, so that was my guess first experience with meditation and it, 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 I'd do it for a few days and stop and um but I told myself you know I'm going to keep trying and keep trying and then after a while I got in the habit of doing you know 10 minutes every morning and I I guess after doing that for a few weeks I started feeling a shift where I noticed that as soon as I get out of the meditation I was very calm I, I my mind was a lot clearer I could process problems with a much more balanced mindset so then 
I sort of made the commitment of, okay, 10 minutes a day, that's all I'm going to do. And I did that for quite a while, I, I think for probably six months before I came across a book. Um, I don't even know how I came across this book, but it was a book by uh, Joe Dispenza called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Um, so I was just in this process of just reading a lot of self-development books and came across this one. And he talks a lot about the uh, you know scientific aspect of meditation and and how it uh, you know physiologically can change the body and and your mind and you know the way that you uh, you know can process information by doing these meditations regularly and you know his meditations go for like 45 minutes or an hour sometimes like really long meditations and I actually remember the first time I tried it it was like a, I think it was an hour long meditation I did it and I was like yeah I don't have time for this I just stopped like after that I was like yeah, I'm going back to my 10 minute ones and a few months went by and you know I was pretty consistent with it on and off you know with the the meditations and and it was probably I'd say about just over a year ago, it was uh, September last, no, it was June, yeah, June last year when I read that book again and it just hit me like, I don't know, like a ton of bricks and it was like, this is it. Like everything sort of came together because I had that little bit of experience in meditation and and then started going deeper into the dispenser work, did all the courses, I read all these books um, and I don't know what it was that shifted my uh, perception of it but it, it just made me realize that this was the tool I needed to not only just control my own state uh, and manage my own feelings but on the other side of you know because I've always been very driven and wanted to achieve things this was the tool that I that would allow me to achieve everything I want and then I just went I'm like okay I'm going fully in and, and since then I I could probably count on one hand the amount of days I've missed where I've meditated at least half an hour every single day uh, since then. And it's just, yeah, the past year has been uh, crazy in terms of, you know, what, what's, what's uh, been manifested and what has, what has happened in my life. And uh, I think that was the big shift for me was, was, yeah, just every year ago reading that, that book and uh, going through that process of, okay, being consistent and then seeing how things shifted after that. Yeah. Can you share with us a little bit what has changed in your life? Cause I know you know, especially with relationships, that's something that has always been very important to you. And you've always, you know, tried and tried and tried to find that partner because for you, that's something you've always valued. And um, can you tell me, you know, that difference you felt between going out there on the, on the dating apps and trying and trying and it, seeing it not working versus, you know, letting go and kind of meditating and it naturally happening, like your experience with, with finding Danny, who's now... Yeah. 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 So it's, it was, yeah. Like I think the, the, the big thing for me is because, you know, going through the process of self-development, the, you know, one of the, the main aspects that it always talks about is finding out what your values are and what, what's really important to you and then structuring everything else from there, you know, find the core of, of what's important. And for me, that's always been a family. You know, for me, yeah, my family and, and starting a family has always been, one of the most important things. So whenever anything else, whether it's health or financial or, you know, any other aspect of my life, it all comes back to providing for my family. And, you know, to, to start a family, you need to find a partner. And it's always, and I, and I guess going out there trying to find a partner is, 
is maybe hasn't always been the, the best way of going about it because you're always looking to find something instead of you know being the right person that someone wants to be in a relationship with so with the meditations i just started focusing on you know who do i need to be to attract the type of person that i want to be in a relationship with and and that's what became really important so i'd write write down you know all this all the characteristics that i would want in a life partner and then next to that i write okay so who what type of person would that life partner be attracted to and that's just what i started uh trying to be you know so for me it was you know i've, I've always wanted someone that's very caring that's self-aware that's um you know that family is really important to them as well uh, they're very healthy, they're very you know, health conscious and they're open to spirituality and, and all the things that are really important to me. And and then I looked at, you know, who I was being at the time and I was a workaholic. I was just so, you know, working 18, 20 hours a day, seven days a week, just on the grind. Because in my mind, if I could build a large business or, you know, generate a lot of wealth, that would attract someone, you know, that, that was the mindset I was in. And then I looked at, you know, the description of the type of person I want to track. And it's like, you know, maybe that's not the best, uh, you know, compatibility for, for that type of life partner. So I took a step back and just started, you know, self-evaluating and thinking, okay, maybe I, sh I should just try and reflect those values too. You know, be a very caring, kind person, uh, you know, be very health conscious and started, you know, attributing a lot of those those characteristics to to my meditations and you know vibrating on those energies and then it just yeah it just happened naturally where you know met danny and it was it was so effortless like it it didn't really feel like either of us tried to make the relationship work like it was just from you know the first time we met it, it just sort of happened organically and and um and yeah it's been it's been great since then and a lot of incredible things have happened there, which you know obviously can't really talk about much, but it's um it's been yeah a, a great journey and just another uh, example of how the the meditation process and and changing within brings the results you know, with on the outside uh, for me and that was just another a great example of you know sticking to the process and and uh, manifesting from the inside. Yeah. It was incredible to see that that shift, um, especially because I see a lot of people out there, you know, trying, trying, trying to get that partner. And it's this backlash constantly. And it's not just with relationships. It's any area, you know, when we trying to seek things externally. But what would you say to someone yeah. who, is, who is, you know, in that mindset still where, you know, they, they want the success, whether it's in relationships or, or in business, they, they, they're trying so hard and they're grinding, but they're just finding that there's this constant loop where they just keep getting that backlash, you know, and they've heard about meditation, but they're kind of like, Oh, you know, I just think it's a waste of time. Like what would be the advice that you'd give to those people who are trying, but they're just not seeing that result? Well, the breakthrough for me was, um, the main thing that, that people are chasing is a feeling. It's not the thing which you know so so use an example so if someone said look my goal is to make a million dollars it's not the actual million dollars it's the feeling you have if you had that that the the wealth or the the freedom so then reverse engineering it's like okay, i want uh 
a lot of wealth because they were given the freedom to be able to provide or to travel or to buy things that I want. Mm -hmm. So it's the freedom that they're, they're chasing in that emotion. Mm -hmm. So the loop I think you're referring to that people get stuck in is that they look at the goal, they chase it and then they catch themselves where they realize they don't have that goal, but they're working really hard and then they get disappointed and then they try and reset again, set those goals and it just becomes this over and over, you know, loop where what I've felt with meditation is to just flip and reverse, just have the feeling, just focus on creating that feeling of or the feeling that the goal means to you. So if it's a relationship, you know, feeling as if you already have that thing in your life uh, today. So feeling present with the, the emotion of sharing a life together or, uh, you know, being able to talk about things that are important to you and, and, you know, the happiness that you can generate within a relationship. And then that creates the, the process of change for me. So it's about getting that feeling today as if you already have it. And then from there, it, it brings, upon, uh, you know, brings on the change. Um, because yeah, like I, you know, I went through years of, of going through that loop of, you know, setting these massive goals and working ridiculously hard to try and achieve them. And it just becomes a cycle where it, you, you want this, you know, the, this thing in your life. And then on the chase there, you keep thinking that you don't have it and it just becomes this loop. Whereas I found, yeah, as soon as I started shifting and being present with that emotion of already having the thing in my life, things just keep arriving. It just keeps showing up. And it's effortless. Like it's, I, I don't even, it's, it, from the outside looking in, it just looks extremely lucky. But being the person that goes through that process of meditating and, and sitting in that feeling and then seeing it just happen in front of you is, without even trying, uh, it just shows the power of the, the meditation process and becoming present with what you want and then it's showing up. Yeah. And can you expand a bit, like, because um, I know a lot of people say there's this whole, like, law of attraction where you're just sitting and you're lucky and, you know, there's this kind of, like, idea of, well, you can't just sit and lucky is just going to happen. You still have to put in the work. Do you think that, you know, it's more you are still putting in the work internally and by putting in that work internally, the external kind of takes care of itself kind of thing. So, yeah, you're still doing the actions and you're still doing the things that you need to do to achieve those goals, but you're you know, the choices that you make are kind of directed more clearly. Is, does that make sense what I'm saying? You know, like you're, yeah. you know, the choices and the actions that you make, you're actually listening to your inner guidance versus, you know, seeking external things and, and letting your external kind of direct what, what you do next. Yeah, like it's, it's definitely not just sitting on the couch, watching TV and just, think you know imagining all these things happening that just pops up it's it's more of a or the way i see it it's more of a shifting of who you are as a person because and the main thing that i noticed you know coming up and going through this process was um you know i'd meet all these people that had all the things that or you know has have achieved all the things that i wanted to achieve and I never really got the vibe of that they were grinding or working hard because at that time, that's what I was doing. I was in this mindset of I just need to work really hard and the harder I work, the, the earlier I will get there or the, the, the more my goals will show up. And when I started meeting these people, I'd noticed that they had a sense of effortlessness of 
where their belief or the the way that they saw the world was as if it it just this is just the way it is so they'd build businesses and for them it wasn't like i need to grind to make this thing happen it was it was just i follow these steps and if i follow these steps correctly i believe these things are going to happen and then it, it happens mm. so i think the the main difference where I, I, I see people fall down is that they think that if they just imagine all these great things because everyone does that everyone imagines great things happening and they you know they expect it to happen that's what they think this whole manifestation process is about but for me it's about shifting that internal emotion that you feel on a daily basis and the thoughts that you think on a daily basis to the person that would live in that life so it's not as if i don't work like i still work really hard but it's a different type of work where i make smarter decisions about you know where i put my energy and time into um and when opportunities show up i'm more prepared for it as well because i've already imagined going through that process so it's it's um yeah it's doing the work internally so you become the person where you believe that you're already in that life and so these opportunities show up but then you take advantage of it and then build from there instead of just thinking that money will just fall on your lap or the relationship will just show up at the door it's more of a process of becoming the person that already has those things and then you operate in that space that makes sense yeah and so it's kind of like because you as a frequency as a human is evolving and and you know because internally you're working on yourself the way that you perceive things are different so if something yeah. bad happens you know you don't freak out you perceive it as not bad and you see it as you know all part of it um you know, like that good versus bad mentality that, that people have and, and yeah. find that neutral space, um, especially, yeah. you, you know. Yeah, and I think that's, that's yeah, and I was just going to say, like, I think that's a really important point where, you know, I think the, the challenges that people face when they're, they're on the journey, they're, they're always there for a reason. And in the moment, it might not seem like it, it might be catastrophe, it might be something that's really traumatic, but, it, it always leads to something that helps you grow, whether it's a, you know, a challenge you need to overcome or something you learn about yourself or change direction or become, you know, more persistent. I feel there's always a lesson to be learned for, for any challenge that arrives. Um, but also on the flip side, you know, when great opportunities come, it might seem like a really awesome thing at the time, but it might come with a lot of work or a lot of challenges that you need to work through to, to make, that opportunity work so that yeah there's always two sides to everything definitely yeah, definitely and even just touching on that like that two sides you know there's that the masculine and feminine side and what would you say to you know men who see things like meditation self-love self-care um you know going within as a very kind of feminine thing and they don't really want to go into there because they feel as if you know there's no strength in that you know strength comes from fighting and hustling um what would you say to kind of break that stigma that, you know, self-care and meditation and going within isn't, you know, this feminine thing that is going to make you seem weak. Does that make sense? What I'm, what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's, well, I think the person needs to be open to it. I mean, if, if someone has that perspective, I think it's going to be really hard for them to go through the process um, effectively. Uh, for me, I, I've never, 
Yeah, I've never really seen it in terms of, you know, masculine and feminine. I just thought that for me to be able to grow into the person that, um, you know, I wanted to become, like I, I can't have that, those type of barriers. It's, you know, because for me, it's whatever it takes. And I've found that, you know, that that perception of, you know, self-care being feminine, it's um, it's just never been... Yeah, the way I've seen it, because the benefits I've been able to receive by becoming more self-aware and, and uh, being able to manage my emotions, even just being able to talk about my emotions, it it came with so many benefits that um, I didn't really ever think about this makes me seem weak because it actually did the opposite and made me become a lot stronger in being able to face challenges and, and not fall down as much um, by not dealing with it. Mm. so it's yeah I, th I think it's it, it comes to being open-minded it comes to being um you know if you're in that position of trying to work through issues but you're seeing the self-care or uh, you know trying to go within uh processes too feminine or weak um yeah i, I think it's it, yeah it's not a not a very effective way of of um, growing because I think you know if you're someone that wants to grow you need to be able to look at all different ways to to change and, and face challenges mm. um, so I think it just comes to you know being more open-minded and and usually finding someone that uh, has the understanding of how to do go through that process and you know being able to talk to them and, and showing a bit of vulnerability I, f I feel that actually shows more strength than a lot of people believe yeah and especially asking for help because um, I know I've personally had a bit of a stigma to that thinking that asking for help is, is like a weakness you know and um, it wasn't until I've reached out to like you were saying people who've done it mentors people who know how to do the process it weirdly swift switches everything in your head to see differently because they're there already you know and so um, what would you say to people who like have never been vulnerable and they're really afraid of asking for help? Like thinking back to that time before you went to that first psychologist or the first time you asked someone for help, what would you say to them to kind of break that fear um, of asking someone to help them and guide them? Um, especially when they think that they're going to be judged or that they're going to be rejected. What would you say to help calm that, that side of their thinking patterns down a bit so that they can ask for help? Um, I think it, it it just yeah it I think it just it obviously comes down to the person and how they perceive things themselves. But it's you know of course it's going to be scary the first time you do anything. It's you know the unknown. I think it's mostly people fear the unknown and um, the I guess process I would go through that I always go through is looking at everything as a, you know, if and situation. So, you know, if I go and open up to this person, what are the, what are the outcomes? You know, if I do open up, what are the, the possible scenarios? And then I, you know, if rejections are fear, I would, you know, visualize, okay, if I open up and this person rejects me, how would that feel? Um, and I guess preempting the, the emotion you'd feel would make it less scary or doing the opposite and say, okay, if I don't open up and I, you know, just keep being 
closed off and I, I don't go through this process, what are the outcomes then? What are the, the positives and negatives to that? And I think running through those different scenarios and, and creating the awareness of how certain scenarios might play out, it takes that unknown away from the situation. So then that way going in there, it, it doesn't really matter what happens because I've already preempted in my mind what, what could happen. And, uh, and even if something happens that I didn't preempt, it's, it's a new experience. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just taking the leap. You know, if, if you wanted to grow, you know, grow, growth is never comfortable. Um, you know, new experiences for the first time is always uncomfortable, but it's through that uncomfort that growth happens. So um, for me, I've always, you know, chased that. Like I've always wanted to be able to become, uh, grow in, in all different areas. And so being able to go through that process of, you know, being vulnerable, it was, yeah, obviously first few times I'd, you know, speak about those things. It was real uncomfortable. I, I would just ramble and it was, uh yeah, it definitely was a comfortable situation. But then once you go through it, you always find that your worst fear is is never the worst case scenario. It never happens. And you usually get a lot of benefit from it too, uh, a lot of growth. So um, just taking the leap, I guess, would be the best advice. Yeah, that's that's probably the best. The way you said that was incredible. Yeah, like running the, you know, worst case scenario through your head so you're prepared for it and then visualising and feeling those emotions before you actually do it can really help to prepare you so that... Because, yeah, the, the real feel we really have is just the unknown, you know? We're just afraid of what's going to happen if we haven't experienced yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, that's perfect. Mm. Um, would you, would you um, recommend that people first begin by themselves or, or reach out and, and get guidance to start with if they're wanting to do meditation? Like they've never done it before and they're like, I have no idea. Do you reckon re reading books? Like where would you say to start first off? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the way that you learn things. For me, I'm very immersive. I like to go really deep on something um, and learn as much as I could. So for me, I I like Joe Dispenza's work um, purely because, you know, before I got into, uh, you know, these habits of meditating, for me, it was always, you know, the whole yoga fairy, airy fairy type thing. So, you know, that didn't really attract me, but going through Dispenza's work, because for me, I'm very scientific. Um, I like... I like, you know, I've always liked physics and, and it was really interesting to see how he would take the neuroscience, uh, epigenetics uh, and the physics and, and sort of bring that all together and show that how meditation actually influences all those different areas. And uh, for me, that was the best part, learning the, the theory behind it. So it doesn't just feel like you're just sitting there in silence, not really doing much, mm. um, but actually understanding what the process of meditation uh, actually is what it's uh you know what the potential is if you can get it right uh through you know continuous practice and and being okay with not being good at it you know so at the start uh you know it was very challenging but i just knew that if i can get this right these are the results i can achieve and uh, by learning the theory understanding what the actual process uh, entails so so my recommendation recommendation would just be to to study it. You know, you know go look at you know, Dr. Dispenza's work. Uh, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of other good uh, authors and teachers out there as well. And then once you understand the theory, go on through the process. Then and 
um, I guess, create a reason why you want to uh, go through the process of meditation and what you want to achieve. And then through that, um, start the practice. Because, yeah, look, like for me, it's, it's absolutely changed everything. Mm. And even just, um, just one last question about when, when you do want to do it, that's setting up that habit. Did you have any process of, you know, how you made it a priority to make sure that you do that one hour every day? Because you know how you were saying you couldn't even find those three minutes? What shifted for you to say, you know, I can't even find three minutes and now you're meditating, you know, for like an hour to 30 minutes to an hour a day. What did you change things around in your life to make that a priority or, or what changed for you to do that? Um, well, I started small. So like I said, you know, I started with three minutes then 10 minutes and, and I think the most important thing is to create a habit. Um, there's a really book, a really good book called Atomic Habits, which explains the science uh, and the psychology behind creating habits and how it's more important by more important to create the habit of doing something every single day and then building on that. So for me, that's what it was. So I started with three minutes and then you know worked up to ten minutes, did that for a while, and then. Uh, you know, start increasing that to you know, half an hour and then being able to do hour. I think creating the habit of actually doing it every day and finding time, um, you know, I think everyone's got the time. It just, it's just about the priorities. What do you prioritise? So for me, being able to do that meditation is really important. So I would get up earlier to be able to do that meditation, which if I told myself that, you know, two years ago, I'd be like, you know, why would it, it wouldn't make sense to me because it wasn't priority back then. Yeah. But then as I studied it and as it became more important to me and I could understand the benefits that came from it, then it became more of a priority. And so now finding half an hour, half an hour, an hour is, is really easy because it's, it's just a part of my day, you know, just like brushing teeth, eating, uh, you know, going to work. It's just, I just meditate in the morning. It's just a part of my, my daily routine. And um, it all started with just getting in the habit of doing something every day and then building on it from there. Mm, perfect that's awesome <laughs> thank Very you nice. so much jerry yeah we um i think i learned a lot and i think everyone else would learn a lot from from your story and your journey and how far you've come just from implementing this and and the self-development as well so thank you yeah yeah no worries any any time it's um yeah it's it's been it's been yeah it's really cool like it, i feel that a lot of people could benefit from from meditation and it's um like anything else, it's a skill. At the start, it's not going to feel natural. Um, you know, like the first time you go to the gym, you know, it, it feels really weird or the first time you do anything. Um, but once you get in the habit of it and, and start, uh, you know, building that the, the skill, which which I think it is, uh, the benefits can be, yeah, really cool. Mm. Well, that's when you become lucky <laughs> and things just start yeah. to fall into place. <laughs> So yeah, shit just happens. Yeah. Shit just happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jerry. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Cool. No worries. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry, for a beautiful episode. I hope you guys learned a lot from that because I definitely did. So much wisdom to be shared. Um, but yeah, if you guys are at a point where you feel like, hey, I want to go within, I want to learn all these things, I just don't know where to begin, please reach out to us. Go onto my Instagram or my Facebook page and just send me a message. Let's just have a chat. I'd love to know more about you guys and I love reaching out to everyone who 
who's listening to this podcast because I know that you're a deep thinker and that you love this kind of stuff. So my name is Celeste.Fourie, F-O-U-R-I-E. You can check me out on my socials or highmind underscore academy. Check us out there. And if you gain some value from this episode, please take a screenshot and put it on your story and share it because you never know there might be someone out there who is just wishing to find exactly the answer that was delivered in this podcast and you could be the beautiful soul that delivers it to them had a bit of a bit of a stroke there (laughs) but yeah you can be the person to help them out so never underestimate the power of the ripple effect if this is something that resonated with you definitely share it along and let someone know and i will see you guys in the next podcast have a beautiful day guys